Let's start. Hi, I'm Amanda. This is Marin. This is Michelle. <laughs> and that's the um the point of uh the whole um idea of acknowledging and this is also part of the be your own guru and what i said at the beginning before we started recording being hard on yourself for a natural human reaction to something so if you have something show up in your life and it it essentially is looking like a less than right as soon as it's happening in that moment and your first question is why me then that's a good place to start Mm-hmm. It's not a bad question. It doesn't have to be uh, a wallowing. It doesn't have to be you have choices on whether you want to put a string in your bow of holy crap, this is happening again, or you can grab a new instrument and put a new string on it and go, what am I going to learn from this and what things can I implement so that it doesn't happen again? Uh, well, absolutely. And life is all about experience. I mean, we can't be teachers unless we have experiences. So for all intents and purposes, as painful as it was, I think that the magnitude of the pain came from the fact that there was a lot of love, a lot of passion, a lot of energy that went into my experience to begin with. And that to me is high living. That's, that's exceptional living because without experience, you've got nothing to teach, nothing to share and you're just going through the motions of life. So um, I'm gonna go ahead and pat myself on the back on this one that I chose to have a really exciting experience and why not me? Because a lot of people couldn't have had that experience that I had. Yeah. Michelle, with your work, with the, the helping people get through their money solutions and things, how do you handle that mm-hmm. why me um, mindset or the they can't see their way out of things and etc oh with them well I mean why me there's another layer in there's a couple of layers in there why me has um, there's a level of forgiveness in somewhere because there is a level of blame in there somewhere to be sitting in that space of why me uh, potentially what if you're sitting in that why me why does this always happen to me why is this continuing why me why me then the blame will come up well hang on a minute and then the forgiveness needs to come up and then i think the why me can settle does that make sense mm-hmm. yeah yeah so uh, how do i handle it with people i you know um, i'm actually going into a couple's coaching session which i really love it can be um because it's never about the money so it always in 98% of cases, I need to do the stats on this, but in 98% of the cases, it's the woman ringing me up and making the appointment because she needs to sit down with her husband and talk about money. And then we and then we start, okay, so let's talk about money. What are you feeling about your money position right now? And then it's the blame. And I don't understand why we're in this position. And he never does anything to help around. And I've got to do everything. And I've got to do this. And I've got to do that. And he's going, well, I've got to go to work. And I've got to get up at 6 o'clock every morning. And I don't get up at six, blah, blah, blah. So it's not about the money. (laughs) A very, very quick conversation, that first sentence, to get to the place of it not being about the money. And the why me is it's just a process that they end up pulling apart themselves. I mean, I share my experiences about it, but in that instance, I'm the facilitator of those two people and helping them being able to talk to each other about the money and helping them to be able to, uh, you know, talk, in an effective 
way rather than a blaming way and rather than the um bulk you know that kind of thing does that answer your question i kind of went around a massive circle there yeah no i think i think you tapped into something there with the blame it's the same like the the <clears throat> as a guru okay so the three of us are all teachers in our businesses and what we do in our life and what we've come here to do is to teach others okay so <laughs> as uh we have people around us who are looking to us for guidance that in a roundabout way could be having us sitting at a guru level because you're looking to people for reference you're looking for help how can you help me get out of my situation and i do believe that some of the best teachers actually don't answer with do this it's more asking them questions to get them to get there themselves and that's a really big part of yeah. being able to join the dots together for people but the blame mentality like i was saying right at the beginning of the call when i'm listening to people looking for guidance or looking to learn and i can't understand what they're saying my blame mentality goes what's wrong with me why can't i get into it why can't i understand what they're saying what's what am i missing and i go into panic because i think i'm missing something and then therefore I'm going to, you know, and the fear of loss, the fear of all those sorts of things, fear of not being with the cool kids, not being able to, you know, or fear of being dumb kind of stuff, you know. But it's that I'm blaming myself for not being somewhere where clearly that's not, I'm, I need to take a couple more steps before I can get there to understand it. And like the example I gave before about the sacrificing something to get to where I want to go, the fear that that generated in my life all those years ago and probably right up until March, until the penny dropped. Essentially, why did I do that to myself for so long? Just because I was looking at somebody else's experience of what they had to sacrifice to get where they were and I didn't like that. When I looked at that, I'm like, ah, I don't want that. Mm -hmm. But not being able to step out of the way so blaming that situation for thinking is that what i've got to do no i have to be something completely separate what makes me happy so the the blame thing for what you said there michelle was quite i think a really good word that uh, when people are hello dina thank you for joining um when when people want to sit there and automatically go to blame it's a lower vibrating energy, but it's also got its space because blame can help you ask the questions of, well, do you want change? What can you take responsibility for? What are you going, what are you taking responsibility for that you shouldn't be taking responsibility for? Who can we hand that back to? Right. You know, those sorts of things. Dina, if you would like to take the fourth seat, you're welcome to, um, I think Julie's having some technical difficulties, but you're welcome to jump in. Hand up. Is that what we're doing? Can I speak? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah just uh, a little, where did I want to go with that? Back to the blame. Um, I think. Well, I'm just thinking if pe for people that are listening today, and they're looking at pedestals and other human conditions. How to be your own guru without negativity? How do you start to be your own guru? So if there are people that are watching the Blab or listening to the Blab that are going, well, I don't know how to do that because I've been following all these other people. How do I actually come in 
and be my own guru? And what does that mean? How would you guys answer that, Maria? Oh, wow. That, that is a great question. Well, I, I'm going to go back to what I said earlier, and that is to understand who you are first. What is your lifestyle? What is it that you want to achieve? And get really clear with that. Um, and I'm a person who very much um, is spiritual and trusts the universe that it supports me in everything that I'm doing. Um, and I start to look for signs. Um, and I think when I work with clients, one of the things that I notice, um, and, and very likely you all do as well, is that they're very clear on what they don't want. They're always very clear <laughs> about what they don't want. And the first thing I tell them is the extreme opposite of what you don't want is probably right on the money about what it is that you do want. And start focusing that attention. And sometimes when the extreme of what I don't want, you show up with the extreme of what you do want, it's almost shocking and it almost feels like, I, how can I get there? Where do I get there? And I just say baby steps. And at that point, I look at everything in terms of energy. Once you identify what it is that you do want, you can take big leaps, you can take baby steps, but everything is energy and energy is everything. So it starts with the feeling. It starts with moving inch by inch. You're not going to get from this place where you've been you know, cemented and what you don't want all the way over here and be completely comfortable with what you do want. But you can take inches towards that direction. So what would you do? How would you live? How would you dress? How would you paint your house? How would you talk? How Put yourself in that. And nobody needs to know about what it is you're doing. It doesn't have to be a public display. But just the little things can help you get going in that direction. Um, you know, people do the affirmations, people do visualization. I think all of those things are wonderful, but for me, action is huge. And it, it means physically doing something, uh, which for me, feng shui works so well when I do these things because I do that, I am physically working on an area of the house that I'm looking to find clarity on, find direction on, find, find a way to move. And it never fails that as I'm actively painting, rearranging, doing something, I don't know if it's the brush strokes or what it is, but my brain is there and it's working and I get that aha moment. Um, and today I had many aha moments as you know we were thinking about the paint colors and what we were doing and what this, um, and the area that I happen to be working on is the career area and what it is that we want to achieve and where do we want to go with that and how would it look? And you know, again, a very evolved husband I have because I was ready to just paint and he said, well, let's do it right then. Let's go look at the chandelier. Let's go, what is that image? How would it look? And I thought, oh, great. I'm getting a new chandelier too. <laughs> <laughs> bonus. But, but it's a bonus, but it gets me moving. Now, again, it doesn't have to be, you know, a two and $300 change that you have to do in feng shui. Sometimes it is just cleaning, just dusting. It's clearing out the cobwebs, doing some rearrangement. Freshening up the area somehow um, gets you actively moving in that direction. Um, because again, you can't go from this place where you're very clear about what you don't want to all of a sudden being aware of what you do want. How do you get there? You just don't jump over there. It's all in the baby steps in between. It's the inch by inch energy movement getting there. And for me, feng shui seems to be the most profound way of doing it. But yes, affirmations work, visualization works, and writing works, journaling works, Reiki works. Um, it helps move some of the old dust and cobwebs as well, the decluttering of the body, if you will, of energy so that you can welcome that breath of fresh air and that fresh energy moving in the direction you want to go. Yeah, 
That's a good answer. Mine is uh, to answer how to be your own guru without negativity is essentially very similar. We're all doing the best we can with what we have in this very moment. So when you're sitting there and if you're if you're new to your personal development journey, which usually starts with I'm so sick and tired of my life or I'm sick and tired of this showing up again and again. So we step into that. So to release the negativity is to have complete faith and trust, an acronym that I call FAT, capital F, a little A, capital T, get into your FAT with um, owning where things are right now in this moment and then making your plan and doing your best to stay out of the negativity that can come with comparison. What's that saying? Comparison is just robs us of joy. The thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can, we can do, we can only do what we can with what we have right now. And that is make a plan. I like the affirmation thing. And it's funny, uh, it's not funny, what, the, what you suggested, Maria, one of the key elements that people um, miss when they're starting to do what they want in life is you have to address what you don't want. Mm-hmm. You have to. You, if you're sitting there and the spiritual world is telling you, be positive, jump in, get over yourself, <laughs> just think of butterflies and everything will be great, <laughs> that's not going to work because somewhere in your body you're sitting there holding on to this fear of, oh, God, I hope this doesn't show up. Oh, God, I hope if I, if I, I, if I can't say that because if I say that this will happen, this will happen, this will happen, and you, you but it's, it, it can't work like that. You have to be able to acknowledge everything you don't want. And I encourage people because if you put your hand on your throat and you can feel the vibration in your throat, speak it. Write your list and then speak mm. it and say exactly everything. It's your list. So you be as picky yeah. as you want about the things that you don't want. And that sets the order to the universe as well. It sets the order to um it sets the order to say I never want this to show up in my life again. But then you just rip it up. You only have to to do that work once because you're just letting it go. It's like, okay, I've acknowledged this is what I'm frightened of showing up. This is it. I'm done. Bye. Then through that process, then listing out exactly what you what you do want. And it's that the understanding that the social pressure to get to another level or the social pressure of being in an industry where other people are killing it and you're just trying to find your way those sorts of things it's you don't know um how how or who you're influencing by just being true to yourself right if that's what you want if you want to help others get through what you've been through the best way to do that is to walk your talk and at the same time being open and authentic because this the woman I mentioned at the beginning, Karen, when I watched her video and I'd said to her, well, you've just given me permission to say, well, that doesn't resonate with me. And she's been following me and she said, wow, thank you for your authenticity and letting me know that sometimes it's hard for you and you don't get everything. And that was the reason why Michelle and I ended up having a chat about this and let's let's blab because there is so much I don't know, but I'm happy to step into what I do know and what's worked for me to give other people the opportunity to see how it's worked for me and if it resonates 
because once upon a time, <laughs> once upon a time, really long time ago, I used to sit there and I would give people action plans and they'd do the complete opposite. Mm-hmm. And I'd sit there and I would own that. I would own it. I'd sit in there going, why aren't you listening to me? But that's, you know, that's not my journey. That's, I can't, I can only do. So the negativity that comes with sometimes guru status or the term guru status, it's, um, it's a personal choice not to let something bother you because in every moment of every day, whatever you're doing is right for that moment in that, on that day, any given day. Oh, absolutely. It's like a diet sometimes, you know, you, you, sometimes you just want ice cream and you just let yourself have ice cream and then get back to it again. I am, I am right with you. You know, as you're talking, Amanda, it feels like, you know, the message that, that I feel intuitively coming through is you talk about jumping into positive, jumping into affirmations, jumping into this other thing that you do want. I think the process in between is you have to build a relationship with what it is that you do want. It's you have to become friends with it. You've been friends with what I don't want for so many years. You're intimate with that. You can't be overnight intimate with something that you do want. You have to build that relationship. Take it on and a date. Take it on a date, yeah. Take it on a I date. Want- <laughs> Oh, that's a good point. (laughs) Yes, you you know um, our friend Julie Cross, Michelle. Remember how she, when she does her um, shows, and she tells you, she says to everybody, "This is how it works with um, with positivity." It's like, don't think about a purple elephant walking into the room. So everybody gets a, a picture don't of a purple elephant. Don't think, about it. don't think about a purple elephant. So you're sitting there and you're going, blue elephant, blue elephant, blue elephant, or something like that instead of, but it's because the universe completely misses the word don't. Right. <laughs> or our brain completely misses the word don't. So it's not the universe's fault, yeah. actually, now that I've just said that out loud. <laughs> our brain yeah. is the thing. Go, Michelle. Yeah. I just add in something quickly because I'll have to sign off in a sec. Um, for me about, uh, you know, how, how to be my own guru for, for moments in time is I, I was taught by an amazing lady by the name of Zoe Slater and she was teaching me about, um, you know, connecting with your inner knowing and your own body will show you the way. But even before that, the easiest thing for my brain to get my head around first off was, recognize the situation like have the awareness of the situation and do you feel forced about it or is it in flow and just making that distinction is enough for me to go quiet in my mind with that awareness and then choose to change it or choose to stay and I think Mm. just that split second and just that little moment is when you are your own guru and after the practice, like we said, just keep practicing that and doing it every day. It becomes easier and you can see it coming before it's even arrived. You can see the force coming towards you, the wrong kind of force. You can see the force coming towards you before it lands in your lap and you've got that awareness and time and time to change. So maybe for people, the first thing to notice, and as a mum, I think I see that a lot more uh, regularly being a parent because I'll be forcing them to do something. <laughs> Why haven't they cleaned their room? Why haven't they cleaned their room? Or, or um, you know, I've asked you a hundred times to 
empty the dishwasher and that's a feeling the feeling energetically there is not a feeling of flow and beautiful peaceful oceans and in harmony at all the feeling is anger anxiety stress why didn't they why don't they listen so that is a really good light bulb to go hang on a minute here's the awareness i can now i've got the choice to change I can change the situation and not make emptying the dishwasher such a big deal because really at the end of the day, is it a big deal? Who, who cares? And just get present and get present in that moment. So maybe that's a little something for people to go away with. The other thing I thought of was um, what I began to do was in the morning, can I read you something from um, uh, Rumi? Uh, who Wayne Dyer actually a couple of years ago introduced me to this poem, which is, the breezes at dawn have secrets to tell you. Don't go back to sleep. You must ask for what you really want. Don't go back to sleep. People are going back and forth across the door sill where the two worlds touch, the drowned and open. Don't go back to sleep. So in the morning when you first wake, and for sometimes that's 3 o'clock in the morning for me, I wake and I write. And I might write, the first sentence might be, what the F are you doing up at three o'clock in the morning? <laughs> but then I just chill and let it flow. And I don't take the pen off the paper. And that was something I learned from The Artist's Way by Jane Cameron. You write and just let it flow. And then I created a program by that. So just doing that and being in flow was enough for me to be my own guru about something. Wow. If you're waking up at three o'clock in the morning, you're in the lung period of your body clock, which is grief. Oh. <laughs> I haven't been doing that lately. Give me a couple of weeks. Maybe that will be like a three o'clock. <laughs> yes. No, that's, okay. That's okay. So will we do the, will we do the 80s next time? Yeah. I'm just going to do it really briefly. Yeah, because okay. Amanda, the thing is, you ready? Okay. This was the song that I used to play when I had my recruitment company at three o'clock every Friday afternoon. We had a whip meeting, which was work in progress, and we all had a meeting about our work in progress. And I would play this song to hype up the energy. My Friday is tomorrow. Bye. <laughs> Have a good weekend. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> Great. I love Too that true. song. I I think it was the 70s, though. She told me she was going to put some 80s music in it. I thought Devo was the 70s. No, Nobody I think it's 80s, like Devo. Yes. Oh, that thank you, Catherine. <laughs> That's very kind of you. Well, there's a couple of seats spare if anyone wants to jump in or have you got to go keep painting or are you ready for bed? I, I am I'm good. Does, you, does anybody want to come on or even ask questions in the chat room? That would be awesome. Yeah, if anybody has any questions about issues around pedestals or people that um you know things that they're struggling with with people that they're looking up to or anything like that you're welcome to can't okay <laughs> kim is um 
vacuuming. Oh, her mum is vacuuming. <laughs> That's awesome. Hey, Lady V, how are you? Thanks for joining, Vanessa. Okay. Well, the point, um, let's talk about the concept of, of writing out what you want in your life and that's why I went when I before I was looking for my book which is it's hilarious I I got to come to America in 2013 to visit my beautiful friend Julie who looks like she's still there so if you're um if you're able to hear Julie <laughs> thank you so I went to I think it was Barnes and Noble this big store in um in Colorado and I found this book and I looked at it and I thought oh I like that's pink I'm trying to be feminine I'm going to have it and then didn't know what I was going to use it for but when I started doing my personal development this year I had to uh, there's an open seat button I think Vicky or join or something like that that might help um, one of the things that I had to do was write down my definition of Amanda defining Amanda and I had to cover a whole heap of different things um, so my definition of success my definition of being a wife my definition of being a mother my definition of being a, a business person um, let me see here I'm just defining my financial success my ideal client um, my life as an individual as a businesswoman as a sister a daughter a mother as a wife all those sorts of things and right. it's so that's how thick my book is and you can see how far into my definition work I am wow and it it's it's an ever-evolving document uh -huh. and I think that that's one of the things you sit there and you think I would really like this I would really like to have this in my life and the the biggest work that I did was defining my success because all of my the gurus that I was looking up and around at their definition of success didn't fit with mine. I'm a mother. I have two young children. Uh, I, I, I know that I want to be a global voice in helping people to understand the emotional immune system. Right. But the idea of traveling six days a week and not being here with my children isn't an option for me. Right. Right. So when, when I'm sitting there and defining what I want and, you know, I'm so grateful Thanks, Vanessa's going to join us here. Thanks for joining, Vanessa. Um, I'm so grateful that in today's day and age, we have social media and we have, and we have Skype and the internet and all of those sorts of things. And it just, it creates a space that I'm able to do the work that I like doing all over the world. Oh, absolutely. To not be here to cook dinner if I want. And, you know, I've, I've got a great husband. He's completely capable of looking after our children when I do need to travel. Right, right. So defining your success is, is really important and it has it can't be wrong. Whatever you're wanting in your life, it's your life, it's your list, your dreams, can't be wrong. And, and they can change because experiences change you. So, you know, I think it's important to go back to that book often, you know. Um, I know I've done similar work as yours um, and have accomplished many things that I wanted to see Maria doing, um, you know, and it's 
it's cool to check off, to know that you've done the work and you've checked it off. And I think I'm at a point right now where I'm, I'm saying, what's next? What's next for Maria? And I, you know, at first it was kind of scary. Again, with the help of feng shui and relaxing, I feel more the grace of energy pushing me and trusting the universe to push me in the direction I need to go to. Um, and getting back to writing, it's interesting that you say that. And I'm, and I'm glad, again, that you're bringing it up because for me it's confirmation that I need to go back to basics and get back to writing, get back to what it is that I want now as a mother of older children, um, as a woman with a little bit more experience um, who has learned the modality in a much deeper, more profound way um, and with a lot more confidence as well to help others. Um, the person that was writing years ago is not the same person today. Um, so yeah, no, that's, that's, that's awesome. Writing is an excellent cathartic tool for sure. Cool. Hi Vanessa, do you have anything you would like to say about stuff? Um, I'm using app, so we'll see if this works for, I'm trying it out. So just a heads up, if it goes a little wonky and stuff, I'm using the app, not the actual website. So we'll see how we go. Uh, so, so first of all, on saying that, I am totally in agreement with you about the success definition. I am finding more and more, I'm getting a little bit, and not angry, but annoyed a bit, but all these people like six and seven figure incomes, blah, 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 blah. And here's my question for those six and seven figure income people. How much in debt are they? And how much is their expense like, you know, and, and, and like what's their net worth? Because at the moment I'm going through a lot of personal development with my relationship with money. <laughs> so it's a case of I'm in this space where, I've come out of a lot of a debt, a bad debt situation and trying to get back into uh, money flow, which I am actually now. I'm not trying to get into it. I'm actually in it, in it now. And I'm starting to see this more and more that uh, just looking around at other people's relationship with money and that in, and that in success, uh, a lot of people define themselves by the money for success. So I, I'm, I find it interesting. Like there's people that define themselves with the BMW. Like um, I'm not mentioning her name. There will, some people may know who I'm talking about when I say broke to BMW. I go broke to even more debt. Oh, awesome. <laughs> I, I'm just all like, I don't get that headspace anymore. I'm not that headspace anymore where I'm defined by the BMW or I'm defined by the big, yes, I've got a nice house. I've got, I really am living in a nice place at the moment and I'm in a good situation, which I did write about, which like you're saying right now, I did write at one time and then I let it go sort of thing and let it come to me when it, when it was the right time. And it's a case of, yes, I am in that space right now, but at the same time, I'm constantly evolving what my definition of success is. And at the moment, it's actually not about having the six or seven figure income right now. Right now, my definition of success is more about my net worth, like uh, my net worth as in having positive net worth and not being uh, like in too much in debt and not be, you know, be able to have that money flow and my expenses be less than my uh, income and all that sort of stuff. That's for me is where I'm at because I need to be doing that right now. And then of course my relationship with uh, my pets sort of thing, uh, where I'm at with that and I'm defined by a certain success markers for that sort of thing. Like are they healthy and happy? Yes. Right. Cool. I'm being good. I'm being a good pet parent. <laughs> yeah. That's a really good, 
that's a really good um, point that you're making, Vanessa. And I just want to, I understand what you're saying and I understand who you're talking about. And that's one of the things we were talking about, I think, perhaps before you were um, on here. When you have people around you who are giving you messages on different things and you're sitting there with that reaction with, well, how much debt are you in is your first question, that person doesn't resonate yeah. with you. So it's kind of like that, that whole, okay, that'll be a no, next. And then because there are, you know, 7 billion people on the planet, you set your definition of what you believe the great teacher to come into your life or what you would like to learn about, set that intention. Please bring me people that will help me understand the foundations of my relationship yeah. with money and then that, that I resonate yeah. with. And then they will show up. Yeah. And then, yep, that's good. So, but that that visceral feeling where you sit there and you're, it's like yeah. next, next, next. And then you will finally get to it. Now, one of the things that happened um, this week, I think, and it's still this week, Hay House have offered um, the Wayne Dyer movie, The Shift, mm -hmm. for free. And I and I watched it. I sat here on Wednesday, was having a, one of those days where I'm just like, I'm doing nothing, and I just watched that movie. And the biggest thing that I got from that movie was identifying the foundation of what makes me the most happy. And it was such a, it was a, a, a truly defining moment in my personal development because I've, I've just recently uh, had to divorce myself from my family and... It was it's it's hard. It's quite difficult because family has always been so important to me. So I'm sitting there looking and suffering, and I'll, I'm being completely honest here that my suffering doesn't extend to too far. But I'm going through the motions of it, and realizing that all of these people, because I'm 44 now and I'm the eldest of my generation, yes. four decades of a belief that they loved me. And then to see their, the, their reaction when I was authentic to who I am, I'm like, ah, so you love the people pleaser, but you don't like the one that's sitting there going, hang on a minute. So that family's all gone. But what's left? My husband and my two children. Your nucleus. And when I, when I sat there and watched that Wayne Dyer movie, Family is exceedingly important. It's like one of my highest things in my life that I must have, and I've already got it. I have a husband who loves me unconditionally. Yes, he does make me go grey every so often, but, but at the end of the day, the 2% that makes me want to rip my hair out is covered by the 98% that is just awesome, and I have two children who love me unconditionally. And I get to create my own reality around truth, around there's no secrets in our family, everything. I have what I need. My success is solid. And I have no, there's no outside influence that can bug me. I that agree up. with you. That, on that note, it's like um, with the with the whole family thing, it's like I'm single, I don't have kids, and you know, I'm in my 30s, in that ripe age where I should be getting married and all this sort of stuff. I've actually come to the conclusion, and I'm happy conclusion, by the way, very, very happy conclusion. I'm fine. I'm fine being single, fine being by myself, and even if I am for the next 10 years, I'm okay with that. 
I'm not lonely. I actually say that to people. I might be alone, but I'm not lonely. And they go, why? And I go, fuck Gary and Marnie. I don't see them as uh, they're part of me, part of my family. You know, they, to me, they are part of my family, and I don't see myself as alone and lonely. And yes, I'm not surrounded by a whole heap of people and all this sort of stuff. I don't have kids, and you know, I might never get married, but who cares? That's it. Who cares? This is me about my life. This is how I live my life. And like you're saying, um, with the Wayne Dreyer movie, one of the big quotes I took out of his was, don't die with the music inside of you. So I think that was my biggest one because it resonated me on a couple of levels. And, uh, yeah, and just now with Periscope and this coming out, I'm just all like, oh, yes. <laughs> it's so my medium. So, uh, it's okay. So I always get... My, I always trip over myself on social media sometimes. That you've probably seen it, and it's a case of where I say something and people misunderstand it so severely. They don't get my sense of humour. They don't get I'm totally being cheeky and just taking the, uh, you know, being I've been an Aussie, you know, taking pisses up. So it's a case of, yeah, I sometimes trip over myself on social media. So when Periscope stuff came out, I was like, yay, that's me not dying. You know, let my music inside of me come out because now they can see me now they can get me and then they you know it's yeah anyway I, I'm just saying how family is yeah it's I've only got my me and Gary and Marnie and my dog and cat but to me that's family so I think so yeah I just want to give it to some people you know you make it what you wank it sort of thing so yeah that, I, that's so that's beautiful right. because it's so funny that people um, or that you describe it as, as people defining you by what you've accomplished or haven't accomplished by a certain age. And I guess my question is, who wrote the rules? Mm. And <laughs> oh, I'd like to write my own rules. Um, you know, and I hopefully raised my children. I do have children. And I try to incorporate a lot of what you're saying with them. Um, they were, you know, my daughter was raised without the Disney princesses. Um, she has no idea who ate the apple and who fell asleep. No clue. Um, and I love that about her. I love that she is that. Um, you know, she knows that she doesn't need to be saved by a prince. She saves herself. The prince is just a bonus if he shows up. Yeah. The point is, is to be totally happy with who you are first. Um, and I married a man in the same way. I mean, he take, he's able to do everything that I'm able to do in terms of taking care of the house and the kids. And he's, his, that side of him and co-parenting is awesome. Um, yeah, kudos to you, Vanessa. Nice to meet you. And way to define your life and yeah. not to uh, follow man-made rules that were made by who knows who. Exactly, exactly. And that's a, and, and sometimes I'm so grateful that I'm in this generation as such. Uh, because if I was like born in probably two generations ago, I would have had so much pressure to be married and have kids and all, all this sort of stuff. Uh, I'm just, I am always forever grateful of being like born in this. One generation. Yeah, yeah it's okay. Of, uh, yeah. It's a, I just, I think some people like don't realize, you know, we do have a lot of freedoms as women these days. But, you know, yeah, there's always room for improvement, always going to be. But there's, I can do this. I can be by myself now. I can earn my own income. I can be with my cat and dog, and it's okay now, sort of thing. Because I look back and, you know, there's, I, I feel in a way for those previous women who tried to do what I did, but, you know, just, there's so much pressure everywhere, you know, just like, yeah, it's getting at them as such. So, you know, I have to tell you, Vanessa, I, I, I am married and I have two children 
And as I was raising them, I was going through the motions the way I thought I was supposed to be going through them, um, taking them to church, getting them christened, going through baptism, and then First Communion came. And there was a side of me that was so um, either mischievous or that side of me that was awakening that this doesn't have to be the way to go. And I'll never forget uh, when my daughter was, you know, I was going through the motions. And I said, there's something wrong with me. Um, I'm the one who's wrong because everybody else is doing it and everybody seems to be having a happy life. Why am I not kosher with everything that's happening here in this church and what I'm supposed to be doing? And for that first communion, um, I remember I asked if she had to wear a white dress and veil. And the, the, the nun said, well, white or off-white, veil is optional. I said, great. Can she put on a black sash? And she just kind of looked at me. She says, well, we've never had that. Why not? And I removed the veil and I put on the black sash because I just could not do it. And it was after that communion and going through the process that I thought, I, I can't do this. This isn't who I am. This isn't what I want to teach her. I don't want her to go through life going through the motions. I want her to explore herself and to explore life. In, in a way that involves passion and creativity and uniqueness. And why did God bring her here? Why did God bring my son here? What, do they, what are they going to create? They're not going to learn. I have to put them through school. They're going to have to learn that modality, but I've got to deprogram afterwards. And I think the biggest lesson we can do, and, and Amanda, you said this earlier, the biggest way we can teach is by doing it ourselves, walking our walk, talking our talk. And we have to be that. And the fact that I am doing something different, that I'm teaching, that I'm utilizing social media in this different way, that I am willing to be vocal, willing to post, um, and not to be afraid of that. If I do nothing, if, if I get no clients, <laughs> I've at least done something that shows that I'm walking my walk, talking my talk, and that my kids can experience that they don't have to do things the way everybody else is doing it. I hope they don't do things the way everybody else is doing it. They follow their passion. Um, yeah, and we give them the opportunity to do that through, because we're the, you know, it's funny, I have a, a dog and um, he's a boy and he, he pees like a girl dog because he only has his mum as his point of reference on how to pee. And so he's constantly, oh, look at her, how is she? I'm like, he's a boy. And then, like, um, but it, it's the perfect reference. Like I'm not going to go and show him how or get Don or one of my husband or one of the, my kids to go and get him to pee differently. He's peeing. It's working. That's all we need to do. But it's the same from the point of view of, of teaching. Our, my children are my biggest fans with my work. The, the the other day this little boy fell over at school. I was there and my son said, here, come and get mum. She'll put my her hands on it and it'll just be better. It'll be okay. And then he was talking about, because um, with my emotional strength training work, his same thing. He And he's in grade mm. five and he is like my greatest advocate and this is what my mum does. He understands what I do. It, it's and I'm just bringing that into their reality so that they can make their own opinions and, and have and, and even coach their friends, you know, because it's like my, my kids have picked up swear words at school. Their friends are going to pick up the concept of emotional strength training and Reiki. Yay us. <laughs> I mean, do you, Amanda, do you ever have, I don't know if you experience this with the boys, but I know with my daughter, um, and this is really beautiful because it's only because we choose to both 
post and be vocal and to teach that, you know, you start to get people to come to you, like my daughter's um, friends' mothers. When they're not sure how to handle something, they're starting to listen to that little inner voice that is different. That's not plugging away at, you know, the, the ADD pills or whatever it is. They're starting to listen and say, there must be another way. There must be another thing to look at. And then even if it's, it's just my local community here, and that to me is such a blessing and so beautiful, I may not have the answer, but I might have the connection or the direction. I can point them in the finger, point the finger in the direction that they can go. Um, and that, that to me is part of changing the world. That to me is part of changing the world. I honor you ladies for doing it as well. And everybody that's on here on, on Blab. I mean, we're on here because we're interested in doing something different, doing something greater, doing something that is bringing peace and light to this world. Definitely. Yeah, and that's all we can do. And I, I do, Maria, the same thing. I've just started doing a series of videos that connect an ailment to an emotional trauma aspect. And trauma means different things to different people. So by doing that, I'm, I'm doing a video a week and I got a message this morning and I want to read it out because it just, it truly, I, I you know, I got a little bit of is in my eyes because I thought, no way, that's, that's just what I've been asking for. So I'm just going to try and find it here. Essentially, the videos, so the first week was about um, sinus problems, and this week I did um, sore throats, okay, so when people have tonsillitis and, and swallowing razor blades, that sort of thing. So a lady that I've met once in my life um, was send, going to do a post on her Facebook um, page, and she's got from my morning caffeinated coffee as it contains a double shot, and she typed the word strength, and you know how Facebook gives you um, connections to as you type a word? Well, as she typed strength, my name and my profile picture came up. And I was like, and she she screen snapped it and sent it to me. She posted on my Facebook page and she said, I just want you to know that I've watched both of the videos. And while I haven't had any big ahas, I'm now able to string together. And she's tagging it and other people have seen it so that what happens with that is that there's no condition. And when you watch my videos, I'm explaining all of the people that you can bring into your life. It doesn't have to be me. I'd like it to be me, but it's the same thing. There's 7 billion people on the planet. And like with you, same thing. Maria is, does similar work to me. And when we our first friendship, uh, our friendship first was born, we were trying out things with each other to see how it worked and my my gift of being able to do what I can and I know that there are alternative people that can do it as well I'm not going to sit there and not give you all these different options to try if what I'm saying about what I do doesn't resonate so then go to a Reiki therapist go to an EFT practitioner Go to somebody that does bioresonance. Go to a chiropractor. All of these things will build your immune system. So the the whole thing of my purpose of just speaking out aloud what I know and what I've experienced and what I've enjoyed through health outcomes in my life, jump on here, make a video, speak yeah. up. What can they say? Bugger off. That's That doesn't make sense. Oh, well, I'm not for you then. I'm just going to go over here, but I'm not going to stop talking. 